Good evening, everybody. It's a burning desire to talk, and yes, we are back. This is uh, your favorite hosts. This is Lou. And I'm Mark. And um, yeah, sorry about the time that it's, uh, that it's taken us to get back to it. Mark, it's been a good four and a half, five months, I think. The last time we were able to get together and do this was, I think, May. And uh, a lot of things have been going on uh, for both of us. Uh, a lot of reasons we haven't been able to, uh, to match up our schedules to do this. But one thing's for sure, we are certainly happy to be back. We appreciate you guys listening to us. I want to mention, Mark, uh, during our little hiatus here, we were able to even pick up more listeners in, uh, in Denmark and um, uh, other countries that, uh, that have been with us all along. We picked up some more listeners, and we really appreciate it. Thank you very much. We hope the last couple months, um, summer, if, uh, if you're in the States or on this side of the globe, uh, hope you had a good summer and uh, everything's been going well for everybody that's uh, that's listening. Mark, what's been going on, buddy? Same stuff, man. Different day. How about you? Yeah, lots of things, dude. You know, I had uh, I had surgery. Um, <laughs> unbelievably, I had surgery, recovered from that, right? And I told you my my leg was killing me and all this stuff. Right here, I found out I had shingles right after, um, and then I ended up with COVID again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Three times is a charm, right? Not so what they did, say? Yeah, you had it. Third again, time's huh? the charm. Wow. So I ended up getting it again, and that, and, uh, and just work, and, and a bunch of other stuff, and I uh, just haven't been able to get together. But it's uh, September 15th, and a beautiful Thursday night. Um, as you might be used to, or at least remember, you know, we got the planes going on overhead. We're outside in the in the backyard we got the fire going and we're 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 happy uh, to to be back with you guys lots of noise man we always have noise around us that's all right yeah uh, there's a lots of no- there's lots of noise going on around the world brother there is there lots is. of things have happened over the last couple months uh, most recently uh the the queen uh passed away um dude what a run she had though how about it there was one video that they were showing like how many presidents i know the guys at work were talking about that too like how many how many different terms that she went through and they went in reverse order and went through each one i think it ended up going like all the way back to like truman right she she met physically met with every president since harry truman with the exception of lyndon b johnson she never met with him but but every president before him uh starting with truman so right after fdr right and uh through um through our current president that's that's pretty incredible. And uh, how many popes? Seven popes. Was it? I believe. Um, that's you know God. You know, listen. God rest her soul. However, whatever you might think about her and the royal family and what she's done or didn't do or whatever, uh, may she rest in peace. Yeah, a lot of people were saying how long that that woman was uh, around for. There were a lot of memes on social media too, like. You know, saying she was well over 100, or, you know, sometimes they would talk about she's like 100 and whatever years old. No, it she... Just, it uh, seemed like a long time. How old was she, 93, Something I believe? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, God rest her soul. May she rest in peace um, and God's eternal glory. Um, so, so how does it work? Are you familiar, though, with the royal family? How the... Because um, people always talk about, like, oh, who's next in line? Who's, well, who, clearly... Charles is next in line. He's assumed the role of king now. Yeah, it should be it should be cut and dry, right? He's always been in that spot, right? That he was going to take it over. Yes. Um, 
you know, he, he was next in line. Um, so he's now the king. And when he passes, I believe it won't, it won't be, um, it's William, not, uh, not Harry, it's William. Mm-hmm. William will be the next king. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe we'll see that in our lifetime. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, but King uh, Charles uh, sitting on the throne right now. And um, so, so, so let me interject know. for a second and ask you, because uh, a lot of people pay attention to uh, this royal family. You know, this is a family that has a royal lineage that goes a long, long history throughout Europe. And people can find, follow it all the way back to however far they want to go. Me, personally, I don't really care. I've never really followed them. Yeah, it didn't really matter. But you, on the other hand, I know you had said before you, you went to school overseas, right? And you were even talking before we even started recording about, like, you know, they still hold a uh, pretty prestigious position in the world, right? Sure. You know, even though they don't have any... How would you describe the best? Like, they don't have any political They do, but clout. they don't. They, yeah. do, they do, but they don't. I always I wondered that. To me, that was always confusing. Even yeah, since a little kid. Like, why are these people still in the line? Like, like to me, I'd see them on TV. I'm like, are they just... Is this like a sitcom? What, what, what's going on here? Well, first people? of all, you have to understand, too, that um, England throughout its history, the United Kingdom throughout its, throughout its history, has always been ruled, governed, whatever you want to call it, um, by a royal family, Right. And the current royal family has been there. I mean, when you even talk about um, the queen and how she took power uh, was when in in 1953 was her coronation, her father died of lung cancer. Now, he uh, took the throne uh, simply based on the fact that his brother uh, abdicated the, uh, the throne because he fell in love with an American a woman who I believe was an actress, I'm not sure, uh, but he, because of love, um, stepped down. Uh, his brother, um, the queen's father, took over, and when he passed away from lung cancer, uh, she was the uh, true successor, and she became queen. And through her, you know, after her coronation, which was which was broadcast live throughout uh, throughout England and. Um, you know, she sat in the throne, you know, throughout our entire lifetime and, and, you know, people before us. Um, I mean, think about that, right? We've never known the world to not have, uh, Queen Elizabeth in power in the throne. When it comes to power and the governing body in and of itself, yes, you have, um, you have the prime minister and of course, um, the, uh, the governing body in England and do, do, does the royal family actually have a say, a true say in what laws get passed and so on and so forth? I don't believe they do. However, whether it's a matter of custom or whether it's a matter of uh, just respect, um, they, a lot of those things do run across their desk. And they almost have to give the stamp, not almost, they have to give the stamp of approval before anything gets done for the most part, right? There are certain things um, that the prime, that is up to the prime minister and, and, and so on and so forth. But um, whether they have true power or not, they're probably the only royal family or one of the few royal families um, left in the world that, that uh, are truly looked upon as what a king and or queen would be expected to to do and 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 be when it comes to 
um, the world. Yeah. You know, all that being said, royal families to me, I usually don't take it anything past looking at it like when you're hearing a storybook of a, a, an old time, medieval time or colonial time. <clears throat> uh, and it wouldn't really seem to be any interest to me. Even, even now, I wouldn't even be wanting to entertain even talking about them other than, you know, we decided we were going to touch on a, a particular story. But even growing, even growing up, you know, and hearing or seeing in the tabloids stories, you know, they've always, to me, it looks like, you know, like a, sometimes when you see things on celebrities, like, you know, when they're beating a dead horse, they're just showing a lot of things, always in the magazines, always in the story and stuff like that. And it's like, are you, you know, there's followers. It's either, it seems like you're a follower or you're not. Like a lot of people would be, obviously, of course, many of the people that are citizens over there would be followers, you know, but you do have a lot of people here also. I would honestly say I was one that would never follow. However, when the whole ha uh, incident happened with uh, Lady Diana, mm -hmm. uh, I was uh, intrigued with everything going on there because, uh, I don't know, I just think there was a lot to that story. It just seemed bizarre. You know, well, the she, woman, she and was, when you think, not to cut you off, sorry. That's okay. When you, when you, when you think back to, to the legacy that she left, right? Mm -hmm. This was a woman who went out of her way to... Um, truly and literally feed the poor, right? Take yeah. care of the underprivileged. This is a, a, a woman herself, you have to remember, her family was not of royal blood. You know, she was what would be referred to as a commoner, really. Um, when she and Charles were married in 1981, I mean, that was, I believe, the most viewed um, uh, TV program up to that time in history, I believe. Right. Uh, I know my family stayed up to all hours of the night to watch watch oh, those two get married. You know, my guess would be probably it was probably number two following the moon landing. Well, at least in this country. Oh, in this country. Okay. In yeah. this country. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not worldwide. Yeah, in this country, and 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 you make a good point. <laughs> the world. Well, no, I mean, think about it. The moon landing. Yeah, probably around the world. What was more watched than that? Yeah. Uh, but when Prince Charles married Diana, yeah, sure, that was uh, one of the most, if not the most high, high, highest viewed programming. Yeah. Up till that time. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the moon landing. No, I'm just kidding. I won't go down that. But listen, maybe one day we can do a podcast episode on the moon landing, if that interests you. Or just sp well, that's space, fine, but space I know, in itself. But that's fine, but I know where you sit with that, like a lot of other people that, uh, and I'm sorry to say it this way, that um, you know don't believe that it actually happened, which goes along the lines of also the world being flat and that kind of stupidity. There's just some things I won't entertain. But, but right. yeah, we can talk about it if you want. Sure. You know? Um, but back to Lady Diana. Yeah. Uh, she, to me, seemed like a very caring person, somebody full of empathy. And, you know... Those and she the, was. Yeah. She truly was. Those she are the did, type of... She, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. She did so much good around the world, dude. At least tried to. Yeah. And I remember there was a famous... There was an interview that... Uh, um, that she had with, uh, maybe it was Mike Wallace, I forget who it was. Somebody interviewed her and they flat out asked her, do you think you're ever gonna be queen? And she said no. And um, you know, it's well documented that the queen at least, um, maybe, maybe since her passing probably um, felt a little remorse for the way that she was treated, but she was not treated well um, by the royal family. And uh, and that and it's a shame because instead of 
looking at the good things that this woman was doing and, and how she helped to even change the perception of the royal family in a good way, um, they still kind of shit on her a little bit, especially the queen, you know? Um, but that being, that being said, you know, she passes away in that horrific car accident being changed by the, ch chased by the paparazzi in, in, in France. Um, Charles, you know, goes on, marries Camilla. Um, and now, you know, the queen has, the queen is dead, right? The queen has passed. And, and now we have King Charles, not Prince Charles. Now we have King Charles right. sitting at the throne and it's, um, it's funny because all of a sudden, since he's taken the throne, there's been a lot of attention being put on a particular speech that he made um, late last year. Right, and we actually talked about and it we last did talk year. About it. We talked about it not long after it was reported in the news. Uh, I believe it was the Global Climate Summit, right, back in the fall. Not not sure exactly what month it was. It was around in. this time last year. Might have even been October or November. Yeah, yeah but they yeah, had... it was around this time, maybe a little bit later. Mm -hmm. uh, this time last year, where all the, um, all these uh, like heads of state, heads of and, state and leaders, and dignitaries, yeah. and people with absolute power, right around the world in their respective nations, and so on and so forth, the positions that they held, held and or hold, were all in attendance. And it concentrated um, on the, um, the state of the, the, the world and the, the, the environment and so on and so forth. And uh, from, from an angle of, 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 of the climate is the topic, right? Yeah. That they're there. Right. That is like the foundation of what they're there for. Yeah, they're there for, for to, to speak about climate change and the things that need to, that we all need to do to, um, to, to slow the effect of uh, greenhouse gases and, and everything that is quote-unquote happening uh, in the atmosphere and around the world and causing all these, uh, uh, these weather, weather patterns to change and, you know, all the, everything that goes along with that, right? But something jumped out at us last year because we're always talking about following the money and questioning everything. And, right. and the thing that jumped out in that speech that he stood on stage and he gave to all those other leaders was the conversation talking about money. We brought it up in that podcast right. a year ago. Now, not many other people really talked about it. You might have saw a video from here. Maybe someone else mentioned on the podcast. Here and there. But I've noticed, and you I'm sure have noticed it also as well, since he has now been announced as the king, this is showing up everywhere. This one particular clip, it's a seven-minute speech that um, he, he, you know, he's speaking before the, uh, the forum and um, he's got the stage and he's reading along the uh, the speech that either he prepared or was prepared for him uh, again having to do with climate change but there was something in the in in the speech itself in his words what he chose to to say that kind of took a lot not kind of it took a lot of people back um because of the way that it was worded it's the verbiage in there if it's you the, listen right. closely it's, it's it's his choice of words the way he says it, and particularly what, who, what it is that he's trying to to describe, right? Because it's not. It's, it's kind of quite cryptic when you think. It well, is very cryptic because so. it's not a. Uh, he's not talking so much about um, a a plan. He hadn't even gotten into the plan 
that that he had put together or that we should or what the things that we need to do that that the nations need to do collectively to to uh you know to uh, uh create the counter effects of uh, yes. greenhouse gas greenhouse gases but more so um the ultimate decisions and the ultimate power and control being left up to one person who he doesn't name. And it's very cryptic too. Like when someone goes to give like a business plan, like if someone was at your workload and you said, okay, well, you know, what kind of game plan do you have? You know, usually people come out and they'll give you a distinct, when they give, come out and give you distinct dollar amounts, right? Or they'll give you a distinct agenda of what we'll they're doing. business plans. Yes. You have a 30-day, you have a 30-day, you're putting yep. together business plans. You're putting together um, what you want to see happen within the first 30 days. And what you want to see happen in the next 60 days and 90 days and so on and so forth. It, it's a plan. It's kind of like a playbook that, you know, the things that you want to accomplish within the first 90 days of, uh, of you're doing whatever it is that you're trying to do. Right, and then there's and, an action and, and it's described. Outlined, and there's there's actions described, and right. and uh, uh, delegating uh, uh, you know certain functions and 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 uh, and and the things that need to be done to whomever you're going to uh, delegate it to, and he kind of does the same thing, but also but but from a different angle, um, as if he's already had this conversation with whomever this is. And, and he's just basically introducing everyone to a plan that he's been given right. uh, but, by someone else. But, but Verily generalizes it in this speech. If you listen to me, it seems like it's a lot of it's generalized. You know, he's just putting it out, being vague yeah. about, to your point, something that he knows already. Right. Or may even get, or was, sounds like was given to him, but he's putting it out. And, and he's very, slowly spoon-feeding it as if... As if you were spoon feeding a child, yeah, right, so, a baby. Here, play, play some. So we have it here. We have a clip from the internet here of of the speech. Now listen to this, and and what do you think? Your Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, the COVID nineteen pandemic has shown us just how devastating a global cross border threat can be. Climate change and biodiversity loss are no different. In fact, they pose a... Let's just stop right there for a second. Let me just chime in and we'll come back into it, Lou. You notice how he starts right off the bat and he's talking about the medical industry. Does that strike you at all or no? Because well, they're intertwined. Yeah, it is intertwined and, it's, and it's, it's interesting that you... He's talking about a health scenario. That you stopped it right there because he starts off, he starts off his speech... Yes, using COVID and the pandemic um, as a um, as a, the opening line, if you will, to uh, whatever he. Because at this point, we don't know what he's going to talk about. Um, he's using COVID as the precursor to the right. topic that he is going to present right. to this room full of. Talking about the last 18 months. Right, he didn't start off by saying oil spill or ozone right. layer. All those right. things that all those years that you were growing up, Global you probably warming, heard. the fires right. in Australia, the glaciers, the, the melt. glaciers melting, the uh, the uh, the, uh, the the droughts that have plagued right. in certain parts of the world now for years. He, he doesn't talk about any of that. Right. He starts off immediately with the with pandemic. The, with the pandemic. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Even 
greater existential threat to the extent that we have to put ourselves on what might be called a warlike footing. Having myself had the opportunity of consulting many of you over these past 18 months, I know you all carry a heavy burden on your shoulders, and you do not need me to tell you that the eyes and hopes of the world are upon you. To act with all dispatch and decisively because time has quite literally run out. Now, what's interesting there, if you listen, right? He says, I've, I've um, in essence, spoken with many of you in this room and consulted many of you in this room um, about the, the pandemic and so on and so forth, which I find interesting because we're talking about leaders of state, dignitaries from all over the world, right? Why would why would someone why would a head of state from denmark let's just say mm -hmm. right just I, i'm not sure that they were even there but i'm assuming they were right or from any country around the world why would they consult with prince charles at the time now king charles why would they consult with him in terms of what's going on within their own country yeah because he says something to the liking of you don't need me to tell you Right, he says that, yeah. and I'm thinking the same thing. And earlier, before that, when he talks about it after coming out of the pandemic, I don't know how he transfers into the next part, but he mentions, and you caught on to that, warlike. He says it's like a warlike footing. It's like now you can look at that from 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 two angles. Okay, mm -hmm. a war a warlike position, meaning okay, we're going to like kind of like the war against drugs, right? You know, we're we're we're, we're taking a position. Uh, it's a war against drugs, it's a, or it's a, it's a war against the pandemic, and collectively around the world, we have to do what we can to, to, to fight this pandemic. Okay. So now it's going to be a war-like... Well, what does that mean exactly? Are we going to put all our assets as a global community together to fight this pandemic? Because up to this point, over the last several years, I haven't seen that at all. Right, right. Okay. No, I was going to say actually towards the climate. Well, <laughs> well, okay, so, or even take it a step further, right, towards the climate. Okay, so, so if that's the case and we are going to come together, the first thing that I think of, right, is when it comes to the climate, Again, climate change. Everyone is, every nation is guilty to a certain degree of of adding to the issues that the planet is having with with you know quote unquote um, um, you know the changes in uh, with with the um, with the weather and the and the weather patterns and so on and so forth. But but the two biggest culprits, all right, and, and everyone knows this are China and India, right? Now were they there? Right? Why not just say we need to all come together, including China and India, right? Because they are the biggest pollutants in the world, okay? Um, and yes, the United States, of course, is one of the biggest pollutants and so on and so forth. But at least, you know, whether it's just, you know, on the surface and so on and so forth, we've at least taken steps to minimize our share of, of the pollutants that are going into the air and so on and so forth, right? But he doesn't mention any any particular one country. He says that we all have to do it. Okay, I'm with you so far. We all have to do that. Play it. The recent IPCC report gave us a clear diagnosis of the scale of the problem. We know what we must do. With a growing global population creating ever-increasing demand on the planet's finite resources, we have to reduce emissions urgently and take action to tackle the carbon already in the atmosphere, including 
from coal-fired power stations. Putting a value on carbon, thus making carbon capture solutions more economical, is therefore absolutely critical. Similarly, after billions of years of evolution, nature is our best teacher. In this regard, restoring natural capital, accelerating nature-based solutions, and leveraging the circular bioeconomy will be vital to our efforts. Sounds good so far. As we tackle this crisis, our efforts cannot be a series of independent initiatives running in parallel. The scale and scope of the threat we face call for a global systems-level solution based on radically transforming our current fossil fuel-based economy to one that is genuinely renewable and sustainable. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. Stop it right there. With trillions... So, so to answer your earlier question, right, about uh, a military-style uh, campaign, right? <clears throat> now, you can use that word, you can take that word, Marshall, and look at it from two different angles, right? Does he mean, do we need to take uh, a position um, as, a, as a community to look after uh, uh, and uh, having one arbitrator to be able to say, um, yes, let's do this, no, let's do that, but collectively make a decision? Um, what exactly does he mean? Because now we're starting to go, now he's starting to go down a road where if you listen closely, right, um, he mentions the, the, the global populace, mm -hmm. right, which is up to, what, 8.9 uh, billion? 7.9 billion. It's right around 8 billion. Right. It's in that right. ballpark. Eight, 8 billion, let's just let's call it. Round it up, right? yeah. And how, I don't know how many people around the world uh, were, were passed because of, of COVID, but the easiest way to the easiest way to take care of anything uh any situation where you just have too many people right and not enough um uh, resources resources not enough supply where you have too much demand and not enough supplies to limit the demand as best as best as you can mm -hmm. and in this particular case um some of that had already been started with the pandemic. Yeah, and here's something else interesting that jumps out. The, the fact that you said stop there with the military-style campaign. Anytime you think of military, it's got to be ran by somebody somehow, right? So Someone's got to be in a decision-making power. You can't just leave all that power up to one person. Right. When you when you have military, or if you're in a uh, situation that's warlike, you can't have a million different soldiers and nobody actually running the show, right? Got to have so a chief. I think that leads into the next part of his speech. Ready to continue? Play it. It is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. 
We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. With trillions at its disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. So, how do we do it? First, that was the part, Lou, I knew that you wanted to get to. Dude, that is some scary stuff when you start, when you really break it down and you listen to what he's saying. He's basically saying that's all that power has got to be put into the hands of one person, one entity, one something. He didn't say that. That's plural. No, he said he. Or them. He is also he. plural. Or us. That is plural. He specifically said he. Who is he? That's one individual. Right? That's one person. Now, listen. Higher GDP than all the GDPs combined of every nation in this country, including the most, the, the wealthiest countries in the world, right? In the world. Has more than, than all the GDPs combined, right? And we need to take a military-style stance, basically, to marshal all of those resources, all of, all of the things that need to happen, right? And, and basically have this one entity, this one person, right, and or entity. Yeah. Right, but he said he specifically. This one person, this one man, uh, govern all of that. There's somebody out there that has a lot of bank, dude. Uh, and it's a lot of, sounds like unrecorded bank. If somebody has trillions, well, even you're not talking that, millions, and you're not talking billions. But like you just said a second ago, all the GDPs of all the countries... Lot think about think, loot. that's a lot of money. But think about the power that comes along with that. That's all of it. That's all the that's power. That's not a lot of power. Planet. That's all the power. That's all the power on the planet. Right? The question is who is he? Who is he referring to? It's in my estimation, it's someone that obviously he has spoken with, obviously. This or at least they know of, because that's what hence they're and having. And I think the, there's the more to it than that, because this sounds like a game plan. This sounds like a playbook. This sounds like a like um, a plan that's that's been worked on and put together that he's introducing, right, to the rest of the world. That this is the plan that we need to go down. This is the plan that we need to use. This is what he wants us to do, right. Uh, because without it, it means total catas catastrophic failure, right? That's, uh, that's pretty scary, bro. That's yeah. pretty scary because in my mind, you know, there's no president, there's no prime minister, there's no pope, there's no, there's no one on the planet that can have that much power to govern all the governments, all the banking institutions, all the finance to make all the decisions right that affect every single person on this planet or even Lou even a group that has all of that have you even ever heard of even a collective group 
or an organization or institution that has so much that they can decide. They can have the definitive final say in like a huge agenda over top of anything, let alone you're talking about one person. Well, we have kind of examples of it on a smaller scale, and one of them being right here in this country with the Fed, right? The Federal Reserve, they, they control everything, right? Uh, they, can, they control how much you pay on your mortgage and how much you pay for your car and how much you make and what you get taxed yeah. and what you don't get taxed and which is nothing. You get taxed on everything. You get taxed on the money that you've already been taxed on, right? So on a smaller scale, you already have that. Now imagine on a global scale. That's hard to even fathom. That's hard to even think so, about. Take it a step further. A lot of the things that I've been seeing, a lot of the things that uh, that I've watched, some of the things that I've read, and so on and so forth, the speech came up again because he's recently taken the throne. Um, there's so much conjecture. Um, there's so many examples around the world, based off of scripture, right? That the end of days is upon us, and so on and so forth, and we're we're inching closer and closer and closer to the return of Jesus Christ. Right. One thing that you can point to is it's stated in Scripture that uh, when the Euphrates River uh, dries up, right, uh, the four demons that are locked below the surface of the Euphrates River will be unleashed. Right. So here you have a speech that was that was basically written a year ago, or at least stated a year ago, um, that goes down the road. Anyway, you look at it, it goes down the road or the road of possibly seeing that new world order that people have been talking about for years now decades right decades right um and you have examples around the world just with the things that are going on the euphrates river being one of them drying up being one of them dude what are the chances that he is actually referring to um satan already being here already walking amongst us what are the chances of that very well could be implying that there in a very cryptic message. I've even seen some things that people are saying, oh, you know, he is uh, Satan. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think that... No. I don't think that he wields enough power, enough charisma, enough... Um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um... Enough power, enough clout. He just—I don't think he wields enough of that, enough of a of a hammer, that when the man opens his his mouth, people just listen to what he has to say. Right. There's only one man that comes to mind that um, that garners that type of respect, that garners that type of uh, of attention, right? And you know, dare I say his name, but he's of German descent, and every major a political player on the planet has met with this guy and is almost can 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 be almost uh, uh, viewed as um, you know their Daniel Larusso to to Mr Miyagi. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and and I'll say it. It's you know Klaus Schwab, right? This guy has his hands in everything. Oh, and does he have his hand in money, finances? Are you joking? <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This, you know, it's a lot of the organization. It's a lot of hearsay, but but think about it. Who else could he be talking about 
it's, it's, it, whether it's him or not, the mere fact that the possibility that we're that close, right, to everything that we've ever feared, to the level of the highest fear you could possibly have, right, actually coming to fruition through power and money, which is the only way that it's going to happen. Right, and they're on the one, planet. They're one in the same. And they're one in the they same. They are one in the same. Dude, if that, if that doesn't send chills down your back, I don't know what does. I think anybody that is interested should listen to that uh, and have, you know, and get their own opinion of what they feel or what they think. Because I know a lot of people are sharing it right now. It's out there for, for the masses to see. You see it everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Listen, and I don't fashion myself a uh, conspiracy theorist at all. In fact, you and I get into a lot of conversations about stuff where I just flat out tell you you're out of your mind. Not that you're a conspiracy theorist. But we have these, these conversations, you know, pros and cons to everything, and there's a flip side to everything, right? And there's certain topics that we view, we have different uh, views on. Uh, but, but this is more than just conjecture. This is more than just conspiracy theorists, theories. This is, this is as close to the real thing as we've ever been um, as, as, you know, members of this global society that we have community uh it's pretty scary stuff to me dude yeah so uh, any final thoughts no i mean take a listen to to that speech as specifically that part it's only a seven minute speech and he gets to it about two and a half three minutes and listen to what he's saying and how he's describing the plan and and the the uh where the plan is going to come from it's 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 as if he's already had this conversation with someone and he's just basically the uh, the messenger he's just passing it on sounds it yep i think what you oh and and another thing too dude another example of what's what's could what we both believe could be coming before the end of the year is the fact that the vatican very recently stated that all vatican assets um are to be uh uh, put back into the Vatican Bank. There is no one or no entity that's going to have separate bank accounts aside from the Vatican. Now, yes, you could say it's due to that blown real estate deal that took place in uh, in the UK, but that was just a precursor to it. Um, it's almost as if they're getting ready for the storm. Right. Whatever is coming, they're they're trying to take everything that they have, and and that's another one. The Vatican Bank. Are you kidding me? Um, you know how many billions of, of, of just in assets they have? And it's all being centralized and being put back into basically the mothership, right? Where it can't be touched. There are definitely a lot of global chess moves being made. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot of, uh, we're seeing a lot of... Uh, we're getting a lot of signs around the world. Pay attention to what's going on because it's right in front of you. And before it is too late, uh, we all need to come together and, and you know, uh, to, to talk about the good stuff and, 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 and keep the good vibes going because I'll tell you what, evil is, is closer than we think. Agreed. On that note, thank you very much for... Um, for listening to us we're back at it again we hope you enjoyed it uh don't forget give us a like look us up on your favorite uh uh streaming um services services and uh give us five stars even if you didn't like it who cares give us five stars it'll help us out uh like us you can find us on 
uh, Facebook, you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on TikTok, you can find us all over the place. So um, on that note, I'm going to say good night. Peace.